Ayo, 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 ayo. What's good, my peoples? So, welcome to our, I think this is the second, second, second episode of our Quickie Sundays. I appreciate y'all for checking out the first one. I hope y'all enjoyed that. So, again, Quickie Sundays is just a quick moment for me to, because it's so easy for me to get, for, for me to forget. It's just a quick moment for me to, to kind of meditate and just think through the messages that I heard and, and truly make sure that I can work it from my head and my ears down to my heart. Because um, that could take some time, you know. Not everything you listen to and hear that's really good, you you take it and you you put it in your heart to keep, to stow, to, uh, to fuel you until you need to be refueled <laughs> again, you know what I'm saying? So, like, with any message... I think it's good to, to to come back to it. If you take notes, uh, if you hear something really good from a motivational speaker, if you hear something really good from a, a financial assistant or a financial advisor, it's like you want to make sure that you that you take something with you. You know what I'm saying? That you can keep. Um, so yeah, actually, uh, I took I took some some quick notes for today's message. Um, let's see, the church. It's a church that I've been going to for a while, um, but it's like the, well, I guess it's two separate churches. It's, okay, I'll explain. So the church that I was going to like for a, a bit, for the past few months, like three or four months, is called Zion Place. Zion Place is like a, a su- not a sub church, but like a, 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 a church um, from Evangel fellowship um out in greensboro greensboro north carolina they do stream so evangel fellowship streams um the pastor of evangel is the same pastor over zion place um he's a yeah he's a he's a chill guy seems really cool uh he remembers names now evangel fellowship is the big church that's that church is big you know hundreds of members and and then the same pastor of that church is a pastor of Zion Place. Zion Place is more like young adults, newly uh, newly graduates from college, um, you know, that type of age range, demographic and whatnot. And so, you know, he, he had met me at Zion Place and he remembered my name and I just thought that was cool. I just think, and he, not remembered, he remembers my name. And I think that's cool because he, he knows a lot of people, he sees a lot of faces, um, even outside of churches, like, he was uh he was in seminary and so it's like you know a lot of people see a lot of people meet a lot of people but it's cool that you remember anywho um yeah evangel fellowship is dope they stream their services so if you ever want to check out their message on youtube not their message a service on youtube they, they stream it on youtube or you could go to their website where they have the stream so it's called uh, evangel fellowship it's in greensboro north carolina but anywho uh the pastor that preached on today is a woman it was a woman pastor i like when women get to preach um in the pulpit it's uh i don't know i just like that it's i like that it's different i like that it's a, a different perspective um a different type of looking into the word you know because it's like Obviously, you see and hear from a lot of men, you know, and men have a way of seeing and taking in the word and preaching. And it's like, you know, women also have a, a different way to, to see and, and preach the word, 
you know, obviously preaching the truth, not like interpretation or anything like that, but how they how they communicate the the truth within God's word and and just the message that they have to share. I think it's cool. It's good to it's good to get to get to both. You know, it's good to get both. So, anywho, let's see. Let me pull up my notes again. This is a quick one. So, let's see. So, she preached through uh, Ezekiel 16, 1 through 6 mainly. And that talks about God speaking to, um, I don't know why, but I'm still, I was like still confusing myself on like if she was talk if, if God is talking to um, Ezekiel or if he's speaking to I think he's yeah so he's speaking to I believe he's speaking to Ezekiel if I'm not mistaken and um oh geez I'm trying to look at these notes oh I'm also I'm also on the road yo so you get another one speed check ahead oh gosh there's a speed check coming up um let's see Ezekiel 16. So, yeah, it says the the word the word of the Lord came to me again, son of man, confront Jerusalem with her detestable practices. You are to say, this is what the Lord God says to Jerusalem: Your origin and your birth were in the land of the Canaanites. Your father was an Amorite, and your mother a het, a Hetite. As for your birth. Your umbilical cord, your umbilical cord wasn't cut on the day you were born, and you weren't, you weren't, one sec, you weren't. All right, we're good. You didn't pull off. All right, we good, we good. Just passed the state trooper. Um, and you weren't. Dang, I lost my place. Uh, let's see, your umbilical cord wasn't cut on the day you were born, and you weren't washed clean with the water, you were not rubbed with salt or wrapped in cloths. No one cared enough about you to do even one of these things out of compassion for you, but you were thrown out into the open field because you were despised, despised on the day you were born. I passed by you and saw you this is this is God speaking to Jerusalem so it's not Ezekiel I knew I knew why I knew I was like I I was understanding it after she read it but then I, I don't know what happened I was just like going back to oh yeah no this is a book of Ezekiel he's talking to Ezekiel um and so yeah I just kept in my mind for some reason I just kept going back and forth but yes this is God speaking to Jerusalem and so here's the last verse uh, verse 6, I passed by you and saw you thrashing around in your blood, and I said to you, as you lay in your blood, live. Yes, I said to you, as you lay in your blood, live. And it's like, exclamation point. So it's just a, a way to communicate that the text, the original text was um, putting in like an, an enthusiast uh, manner. And so what she said after reading that was really dope i think it was really dope um essentially she's speaking to how she how god how god is telling us to live god is literally telling us to live that god has um he's been able to 
sustain us through so many different things. You know, most recently, uh, the big thing being the pandemic. Um, and, and not to say that people didn't make it out, but people, you know, obviously there are a lot of lives lost. And, and it's not to dismiss those lives and dismiss the, the hurt that comes with that. Um, and then to that point, it's like, hey, there are still ways to see how God sustained so many more who who were on the verge of death, who, who made it through healthily and hadn't got it but once or maybe got it once or twice and it wasn't really severe. And it's like, no, that's the truth that you can you can see of God sustaining people. And then she also talked to how, she also gave the context of Ezekiel and about him being a prophet and other things like that within the message, which is good. Giving context and an understanding of like the book that you're preaching from as a preacher, as a listener, like that helps me a lot. Cause then it's like, okay, you're not just pulling this out of the Bible and just using it in any sort of way. It's like, you understand the context of what this book of the Bible is 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 for, and and how to use it in the meaning and the whys behind the the text. So, I thought that was cool. Um, what else? My next note says Ezekiel fourteen one through seven. Oh, okay. So here's another one of another good point to saying how God was calling the people of Jerusalem to repent because of their sins. Um, and she, she took a moment to like, in a really dope way, talk about how, um, let's see, it said, yeah, gave a characterization of giving ourselves to listening to things that aren't wholeheartedly aligned to God's interests. So yeah, we can, she talked about how as humans, we can go and live life and, and turn to all these things that we think are building us up we think are good for us necessary for us um and and it's something that we should take in as 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 a human you know what i'm saying doesn't matter believe it or not she's just speaking to like uh, in general in general we can turn to things different things um within the context of the passage she had used it was uh those people were turning to idols like they believed in a lot of different idols um and, and they weren't like just holistically believing and trusting God. It's like, no, they're, they're worshiping idols too. You know, they're, they're doing their, they probably have some rituals and stuff. And so she had, she had compared it to how we do that with, you know, a lot of like self-help things, you know, steps for success um, and, and ways to, ways to help ourselves. You know what I mean? And how we turn to that, which is true, which is true, you know? Uh, believer or non-believer is that that's true you know we do turn to those things and it is also still true that people have like different idols that they worship you know different gods that they worship and you know there's no there's no uh dismissing their their faith in a sense of no you suck as a person because you're so silly to believe in this it's like no it's hey this is this is what you believe but have you tested this belief to to see its full truth? Like, have you taken the time to actually 
seek out the God that you're serving to test and see if that God is there, is actually there. You know what I mean? And so, and God had, had already, and, and I say that because God has already shown up for the people in the verse that um, she had used, you know, tell, where God is telling them to repent. And I'm like, okay, it makes sense because they know that God's real. They've seen it, but yet they still turn to these idols. And it's like, have you, have you sought God in a way to seek that, that if he's actually real, you know, the Bible talks about if you, um, those who seek me will find me. And, that, and that's God saying, hey, if you come looking for me, if you truly come wholeheartedly looking to see if I'm real, to see if I'm good, like I'm, I'm going to let you find me. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's dope because she went in to say um, how there's no condemnation. There's no condemnation um, for anybody. That, and that's a very, I can't, I can't remember the, uh, the actual verse it is, but yeah, there's no condemnation. Um, like God doesn't come to condemn. He comes to set you free. Like he wants you to see, he wants you to see you're wrong so that he can help you get right. Like he wants to set you free from these things of the world that, you know, can have a hold, not have a hold, have us in, in bondage really to think that there's something out here apart from God that's going to help you and give you purpose and give you and fulfill you in some way and it never does it never does fulfill you never will sustain you and and that's and that's what she started to preach to in that part which was really dope she did it in a way that wasn't like uh she kind of worried me too she was talking about how pastors this goes into the next portion she was also talking about how pastors uh need to go preaching back in the old ways in the old days and i'm like oh no that's when you know people would make a uh a lot of pastors would make like would put certain sins on a pedestal you know and i hated that i hated that when i was younger and i would hear it and, and i still hate it now if, if if a pastor still does that it's like you cannot you cannot put a sin on a pedestal as if that sin is the ultimate sin and you know that person is super sucky for doing it it's like you can't call out just one because every sin is mentioned everything that misses the mark in the bible is mentioned like god didn't highlight one sin and then say hey yeah there's other bad stuff too you know what i'm saying and so she didn't highlight just one specific sin she said sin in general like missing the mark and falling short of of god's call to live righteous she called that out and said we need to turn from that which i love i love that you know because it's not Back in the day, pastors would say, oh, you go to the club and then go to church on Sunday. It's like, you don't need to be out there clubbing. It's like, you out here sleeping around. You out here dressing like a girl. And you a man. You supposed to be a man of God. Like, calling out just those few things. And, like, hearing and being able to go to a different church and hear the exact same thing. It's like, okay. It's a pedal. There's only, there's certain sins that pastors call out, acknowledge, and, and condemn, essentially. Like that you feel condemned because they only talking about the few things that they know that some members are doing. You know, typically the, the younger adult uh, youth generation, which is wild. I hated that. But she didn't do that. She had, she was just literally addressing sin as sin. You know, she didn't make a pedestal. She didn't call out one thing, which is really good. It's helpful. It's helpful to hear that. 
And it's helpful that she also brought herself into that of being somebody who was, you know, who was in their own blood, who needed Jesus to come or, or yeah, needed Jesus to come and die for her um, because she was in sin, you know, and, and that, that just shows a, 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 tr a true picture of like even those in the pulpit were once the same as the people in the Bible who got redeemed. And it's like, if God can redeem those people, he definitely can redeem me. And he does. And that, and that's what, that's, that's what I was shortened. I mean, she went on for like a good 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. It was super good. Um, but that's how I would, that's how I would summarize that. She summarized it as people who are unworthy of life. God redeemed. Like he called them out. He said, yo, you need to turn away from this mess and, and come get with this joy over here, this life everlasting that I got for you over here, which is good. You need to be, we, we need to be called out on our stuff. We need to be told when something is killing us. We need to be told when something is hurting us. And then we need to be helped. Like, don't just say, hey, this is hurting you and then not help me. You know what I'm saying? But but that God doesn't do that. And, and that's what she was saying. Uh, let's see. Getting into the last part. Um, she talked about how preachers should go back to preaching a word that can convict. Um, and not just preaching to... To like... Preaching, preaching in a way that... How does she word it? What is it? Motivational. There it is. So I put motivational preaching versus convicting preaching. Like she was saying how some preachers today and, you know, within the past few years have been preaching like motivational sermons, you know, which is true. You know, you can you can look up a lot of streams, look up a lot of uh, clips from churches and it's, you know, motivational stuff. It's not stuff that's convicting. It's not stuff that makes you think about, OK, How's my relationship with God? How am how is that relationship uh, lived out in in my choices? How am I turning from the things that are trying to take me from God and giving it to God? And then how am I how am I seeking God in my just everyday other stuff? So you know that like that type of stuff is convicting. Like that type of stuff is convicting. And it's like, you know, a lot of, she was saying a lot of preachers aren't doing that anymore, which is exactly like I was saying, you can see that, you know, you get a lot of sermons that are feel good sermons, motivational sermons, you know, get yourself out of this sermons. Um, it's going to be okay sermons, but it's like, yeah, you also need truth in that. You need the truth of that, but you also need the convicting because that's what, that's the word is what keeps people. She also was saying that a lot. She was saying the word convicts, you can bring people in, like there's multiple ways to bring people into a church, bring people into the community to hear God's word, but God's word is what keeps them. You know, these motivational speeches and and feel good sermons are, isn't what what's gonna keep them. Like having that understanding of conviction to live according to God's word is the, that, that's what keeps you. You know what I'm saying? Which is dope, I like that. Um, she also talked about how people were being brought up to be spoiled brats within the church. I thought that was funny. She was saying uh, people don't want to go through anything and don't want to suffer. And I'm like, dang, man, that, I guess, I mean, hey, 
Some people probably don't want to want to suffer and deal with things and hard things because they believe in a God that's supposedly good, but yet you go, you got to go through. Why do you have to suffer if, God, if God's good? That makes sense. I can get that thought. But the Bible says we're going to suffer. Some, some way or another, we're going to suffer. Whether that be persecution for your faith or, or just suffering. Because the world is it's sinful, man. There's so much crazy stuff going on. It's like some way, somehow, you're going to suffer at some point. You know, and even probably multiple times. I would even I would say you're gonna suffer multiple times. You know, it just depends when and how long. You know, like for myself, it's like I'm not suffering right now, but there's probably gonna be a point later on and down the line where I'll, I'll suffer again. You know, um, and I thought that was funny because she said I just thought it was funny. She was saying, yeah, people are spoiled brats. Are being are being raised in the church. They don't want to go through nothing. They don't want to suffer. I thought that was funny. Um, and it's just talking about how people are leaving the church from church hurt. That was wild. Let's talk about that for a second. She had said because you were hurt at the church, you left the church. And now she wasn't saying you left the church as in you don't go to that church anymore. You went to another church. She was identifying how people who some some people who are who are hurt within the church like leave the church completely and like never go back to a church and i was like well dang i know some i know some people who are in that type of situation like i wonder i don't know if they would they would appeal to that how they would um feel to hearing that then she went on to say um how essentially essentially it's like you allow or, or you let the hurt of people who are supposed to you know just just supposed to be believers like you you know you you allow them to change your view and perspective of God to completely take you from meeting you know with God's people and being under uh, leadership in God's word and it's like you know, the way she said it didn't dismiss the hurt. It what it did was it kinda called out the like the the notion to to just basically give up on God because of people. Um because of because of being hurt. And so I was like, dang man, like that's hard. That's hard. But it's convicting. It's like you just going I mean, you knew from the jump, like coming into the faith that Every human is sinful. Like we, we are, we have the potential of being sinful. We have the ability. We are highly capable of being sinful. And it's like to have church hurt and allow that hurt to just take you out of the church completely, take you away from the body completely. It's like, man, that sucks. You know, she alluded to, she also got to the people who stream online and don't go into the church anymore. Um, even though they can, like if you can't, health reasons, whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. But she was saying, uh, not but. And so that's that's how she was kind of wording that one. She was saying, if you can be in the church, you know, you're able to be at a church. Yeah, like you need to be in a church instead of being at home in the comforts. Because it's like, that's where she went back to the passage. She kept going back and forth to the passage. I love that. You know, she didn't just start preaching and forget about the verses that she read at the beginning, like everything was tying back into what she was preaching. And so she was saying how if you're streaming at home or just taking little stuff and videos at home, 
it's like you're you're leaving yourself out in the field and if you remember the verse that i read like it was like verse four or verse five it talked about how um the people of jerusalem were basically like left out in the field out in the open like to all all harmful things you know as a as a baby being left in an open field like any possible danger that could happen they're open to you know that's what that that's what she was saying for those who are just streaming at home when they can be at the church she <laughs> she was like get up and run now to the church while i'm preaching like get up get in the car and get here before i'm done i'm like that's funny but that's also a, that's a, that's a real charge you know i don't know if anybody actually did it but that's a uh but i thought that was funny and so she ended man she had a lot of good stuff she also oh yeah this was good again context she gave good context of how she said jerusalem was their father was the amorite she said the amorite was like the most uh unlawful people at that time um i, I think the men um yeah were the most unlawful men like most sinful um and then she talked about the how the Hittites, the mother of Jerusalem, um, of those people that God's talking to in Jerusalem, the mother was just as bad. Like the mother was just as bad. Like those, the women of that place was just as bad. So these are two places, like two different types of people. And they were born in uh, Canaan. So she was she alluded to how they're mixed breed like these these people who god is calling to repent and turn back to him and get away from these idols get away from these things that are pulling them away from him it's like this is this is what you were born into like you can't help it you know and you're a mixed breed you have a mix of different things that are causing you to to live out in your flesh to live out in these desires that are apart from god and I'm just like, whoa, that's true. Because every every human is born of a man and woman, you know? Born of a woman, but obviously it takes a man to uh, help. So, yes. Born of man and woman. Um, and, the, yeah, I just started to think. I'm like, dang, man, I can definitely see some of the things that, you know, my dad struggled with that I struggled with. I can, I can imagine and see some of the things that my mom struggled with that I struggled with. And it's kind of mixing in, and I got my own little stuff that I added on, put my own little flavor <laughs> on my on my cir my struggles, my struggles and my 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 uh, sin um, battles. And so it's like, dang, yo, that makes sense. Like, bro, she's going in. So she, it was just good how it wasn't condemning. It was it was almost like holding up a mirror and saying, hey are you what god made you to be if you're gonna believe are, are you what god made you to be and it was, she didn't use a mirror as in like like a real mirror i'm saying like she, she used the word like hey this is what god this, don't forget where you came from look at what you, you know what i'm saying look at what you coming out of not sorry not you coming out of but look at what god's bringing you out of look at what god's willing willing and happy to do for you you know what i'm saying you're in the worst position possible and and he he's telling you to live he's telling you to get out your blood get out your get out your your, your way of, uh, of receiving life man he told you to live and so i think it's really dope it was a great sermon um went a little long 
but yeah, that's Quickie Sundays number two. If you got questions, you can follow me on Instagram. Um, everything Gabe, or no, Thoughts of a Gay Podcast. Uh, search that. That doesn't work. Might be Everything Gabe. It's one of those. Thoughts of a Gabe, Everything Gabe, or All Things Gabe. It might be something like that. So search that. Uh, you can also follow me on TikTok. That is Everything Gabe. YouTube, same thing. Everything Gabe, All Things Gabe. So, uh, yeah, man, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. All right, y'all. Peace.